You'll get tips and help on the fishing environment locally in the DMV area. Plus, we're going to have fun along the way. This is The Hunting Quest. And now your hosts, Mike Tippin and Mark Davis. All right. We're live. Yes, we are. And um, I always like that intro. That guy just killed it. He did, he did very, such a good job. He did very good. Better than um, than me <laughs> singing on there. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, better than. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think he did a good job. So. Uh, I was, that's why I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, why am I so quiet? Maybe if I pull the microphone in front of my mouth, um, yeah, no, I like the intro. It's it's uh, it's much. I was like, wow, I'm really need, need to turn on my headphones. Um, no, it's much. It's it's very very good. Um, I remember when you first had that guy do that, and he was like, oh, you just can I just go with it? Like, yeah, sure. And it yeah, turned out it turned out really well. Yeah, because uh, we had a whole bunch of. Uh, well, in the hidden episodes, yeah, when we when we did our own intros that were, uh, yeah, they were good. They were good for people who don't understand what it's like to do voiceover work. They weren't <laughs> professional. Sounding. Not a chance. I don't know how Not a chance. They weren't. The, they weren't the best. I, hey, look at what I found. I found, my, were, I found my coasters that I left here. Oh, were you looking for those? I was. I was. I, I had to steal my wife's. Here. So. So what is this episode eight? Yeah. So last week, if you watched live, you saw part of it. Oh, we had a lot of technical issues, uh, stuff that we never had problems with before. Yeah. You know, losing people halfway through. The reality is, we had to get a better system worked out for a new phone. Yeah. Uh, people calling in. I mean, obviously, when people sit in here with us, it's a lot different. We've worked that out, and we understand that. That's not yeah. too bad. But it seems like when we go ahead and try to um, do it. The phone call, it's just not working. Well, the so. phone call was okay. I mean, and, and I feel terrible because um, they had such good information that they want to put up. We'll have to get them back on. But uh, it's just a gremlin. You know, it's something I couldn't figure out and Anna couldn't figure out. And, you know, we just couldn't get it, you know. But, hey, you know, if we didn't try it, we wouldn't have figured out we had problems with it. So, uh, you know. Uh, well, people kept telling me, um, text me during the, the show. Hey, I can't hear them. I can't hear them. <laughs> and then some people could. Yeah, so I found out what that was. Um, like when I went to go, when I left here to go work on the actual audio portion of that to figure it out, they could hear everything coming out of my headphones and it was sitting on my microphone. So that's when they could start to hear them. So I think it was such a, that was such a word. Yeah. So I think we have a better process, but we need to get it tested. We need to make sure that we're good to go there. And I did not leave my phone on mute. I'm you sorry. Did not. Uh, but, um, so how was your week, man? Uh, it was good. So, with that being said, um, work, you know, normal, normal work week. Yeah. Nothing too extraordinary. I did want to share, um, and unfortunately, I did not prep well for today. Um, I did I did want to have a thing to put on the website. Well, not on the website, but on the live screen right now about how we started to have an online store yep. with our store. And for a lot of people, it doesn't be like, oh, why would I want an online store? I can just go in the store and things like that. Uh, some people that aren't here, you know, locally can't come. Um, but then the other people who, if you're going to buy ammo and stuff, mm-hmm. you, we, you can buy bulk amounts and we will drop shit right to your house. <laughs> so that's kind of, um, kind of an option where our, our ammo prices were always really competitive. Right. You know, we didn't mark them up during the whole market right. and they would sell out really fast. That's our big thing is ammo comes in, it's out the door. Sure. Well, now you can still buy at the same price and it gets dropped right to the house. You get whatever amount you want. That's within stock, and the website will link you through it and what we have. And then um, we have a coupon, too, that's like 15% off. Um, if you're on our email list, I know we had our email list. I can probably get added link the coupon on the website and everything on the bottom. Yeah, yeah we'll bottom. do it on the – we'll put it on the live uh, – at the when we finish up the I wanted stream. to have a little – Yeah, how about next week we do that? A little chart, yeah. So it's just – try it if you want to buy something, see if it works. It's our new system, so yeah, I'm sure it'll have flaws like everything else does. <laughs> well, somebody, it's, there's other yeah, – yeah, I think I, from – I went on it. And uh, I I had some of my folks look at it, and they said they thought it was pretty set up. So well, someone had an issue they had gone on initially and went to order something, and right. they used a coupon, and they're like, "Well, it's not coming up." And he was like, "It doesn't come up to the end." So you hit the, the cart, cop shopping, yeah, you go to check out. shopping cart. Yeah. So things like that that people don't expect. Yeah. You know, they're trying to figure out, and you know, well, we'll get there when that works out. Right, well, right, so, right. and it's it's been working. We sold some stuff so far, so it seems to be flowing. That's cool. Um, but if people want to try that. That's an option for them as well. That's awesome, man. Uh, and and I, I don't know I I'm I'm 
not opposed to the online thing. I mean, after COVID kind of hit it, it kind of sunk in a little <clears> bit easier. It's like, hey, you know, this is this is how you got to do it. I'm I'm a, I like old school. I like walking into a shop and feeling a you know a place and say, oh yeah, this is a good place. You know, or you know, you, do, you know who you're doing business with. You know, they're they're good people or you know they're jerks. I'm not going to give a jerk my money. I'll go find somewhere else to give a jerk my money. You know, somebody who's not a jerk my money. So I think that that's kind of the important part. And uh, right now, with the way the market is, um, it's hard to have a lot of inventory. Yeah, and keep things. And it's so fluid and fast that if you can go on and look and say, "Hey, this is what they have," I'll order it that way. So well, that's that's what's kind of nice. Before I was really weary, and I wasn't a big fan of doing yeah. that. We did some sales on eBay and stuff like that, but I wasn't really big on having a web presence. Right. To be completely honest with you, when this started, I didn't have the highest expectation, but it, it does. Seem to be working somewhat. So, um, but yeah, we'll get that all linked in in case you guys want to do that. It's the Davis Guns of Gear thing. And y'all got some cool guns in here. I mean, you always have cool stuff. Well, so we get a lot of inventory of used guns, consignment guns. Um, every so often we'll have estates come in, um, you know, all kinds of things like that too. So you literally never know. We I move know. a lot of used product. And I mean, you're, like, there's some weird stuff in the case right now. Like there's a. Uh, you have a 454 Casul. Oh yeah, that that freedom arms is really cool. Um, there's a really super rare um, Python yep. Hunter yep. in there, which which was it had the the it was a Python. It's like an eight inch, and it has the scope from Leopold, but it actually has a cold assemblage on them. I mean, it's super rare gun. I mean, there's you never I've never seen one of them in real life. I've seen the catalog books, but and the guy walks of course. In, yeah, I have two of these. I want to sell one. Well, they come with that whole Python has a they've got like a cult call a cult following. And oh, I mean, like God, it, yes. it's, I don't have a problem with anybody who, who's like, but they like dedicate themselves to the Python thing. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, I've sold them from, from like thousands, like a couple thousand yeah. dollars to, I mean, some of the engraved ones we sold for like 25 grand. And I mean, people just get, get crazy with them. Yeah, they I do. Mean, that's anything that's just cold. That's old and collectible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they get in the market of it. And especially too, with the, the movies and the shows. Yeah. Nowadays, that dictates a lot with firearms. Um, it didn't sure. used to so much. Um, it, Dirty Harry may have been the exception. Of you course, know, people always want. Of course, you know. After that, but um, most powerful handgun in the world. Yeah, people, people <laughs> went buying those things are crazy. But then when you start to look at like nowadays, um, and I say kids loosely, I, I, not necessarily children, but a lot of these people guys younger than you grew up. Well, even my age, grew up like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Sure. So they got in this whole gun world of oh I, I know what that is from that and that, and that. Sure. it's really funny because some of the games I guess will use like some weird slang terminology for guns because they don't have the copyright rules to use the names yeah. so people will be calling it something like someone's called and I'm like why does he who's saying this like, oh that's because you so now you gotta go do the research to figure of, it out the oh, video okay, no, game it, name yeah. of it so um, I got you like Desert Eagles. Yeah. And they would always call them a call de uh, Deagle. They were like, Deagle. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, Desert Eagle. Stop. <laughs> so because in, in the in the game it just said De Eagle. Right. And they just Deagle. Eh, whatever. Yeah. So um but that's where the Python comes from because of Walking Dead. Right. So as they were always really collectible because they were really nice, and as they had started to finally like plateau and uh, started to dip down. The Walking Dead came out, and he had that big three fifty. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, I want one of those!" And they went right back through the roof. And that's now they're actually producing new models. Now, in my opinion, the new ones are nothing in comparison to the old ones. Why is I that? mean, they're sh- just quality wise. They, they can't make anything for the dollar they used to back then. Right. Um, when you look at what modern stuff versus older stuff, especially revolvers, they would machine things. They would make things. Yeah. They, it was done. Now it's all um, MIM, metal metal mold injection. Right. So like when you used to see like your plastic uh, models. Yeah, yeah. When you, can you snap little parts off? Yeah. That's literally how they're injecting the metal and they're snapping those parts Dude, off. that's crazy. And that's how they're making internals a lot of these guns and these components. So um, it's just not the same quality. Does it work? Yeah, it works. It's, it's reliable. It's fine. Yeah, but it's not a hand machine. It's, or, not, you know, the same. it's, it's not, not the same. It's not, you know, you. not one guy from the beginning to start making things like they used to be and it's not – it's well, I think that's there. that's kind of the thing, though, with like, um, you know, if you ever wanted to get into a market, uh, you know, whether it's guns or it's, you know, manufacturing tools, I mean, it could be anything. I, you know, I think startups uh, put a lot of love into what they're trying to do and, and you get a better product. Sometimes it's just, it's just not fist. Yeah. It's not. And sometimes feasible. you just can't do it. You know, not, not on a, you can't replicate it at a scale that, you know, you could make money at either, you know. Well, you even look at some of the car. Oh, cars yeah. over the years in guns the same way there were so many guns they made that the companies never made money on them right because they thought oh as we produce more 
we'll get to the point where it never happened. Sure. We're get there. You know, cars, same way. Oh, we're going to make some money and then we'll go. And then it just never caught on and they lost money. Yeah. Um, the Tucker. <laughs> guns are guns are really notorious for that. Right. Um, especially when they first start. And if they don't catch on, and especially they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. So let's say like it's something that's, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And you think, okay, these niche guys are going to buy it. Well, if they don't buy it, then who's buying it? Yeah. You're, you're stuck. Now with you're that. in trouble. So the real high end stuff gets really tricky to manufacture. But once you have that following, right. You're oh, golden. It's a, you're, yeah. You know, you're some set, of these, but you got to get there. Yeah. Some of these high end 1911 manufacturers. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. A really nice 1911 manufacturer making one with nice equipment and nice machining and doing it. Sure. Does a really good job. A really good machinist in their house could probably make an equally good oh, yeah. piece. It's not the same though. You're yeah. not getting the name of that person. So that's, you, you have to find your niche and, and you have to figure out what it is that makes sure. you different. And that's, Absolutely. Where you see a lot of guys follow through with and, yeah. and a lot of guys fail at. Yeah. You know, if you Agreed. make the same thing over and over, yeah. you know, what's the difference between this and this? Or, you know, how do you market things? And that's where yeah. that all comes into play. And, you know, it's funny because, like, um, I I like – you like what you like, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up and, like, the big gun to have, you know, Brown, Browning was the name. You know, you, yeah, you know, you got, a, you got a Browning, you know. That's a, you know – Awesome freaking shotgun. You got a Browning shotgun. That's, I mean, you walk out into a dove field with a Browning shotgun, people knew, you know. And so when I got older, you know, and, and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a, you know, I'm going to buy myself a really nice shotgun. I'm going to buy a Browning A5, right? It's like, yeah, that's going to be great. There's a Browning A5 that should, you know, that, that I was, you know, so stoked for. I, I get it in, I go out and I shoot in this thing. There's nothing but problems, nothing but problems. And I'm, I, I'm a Browning fan, hundred percent. And that shotgun just wasn't for me. And, you know, and you can tell there's a difference from when I was a kid, which is a number of years ago to where it's at now, you know, again, injection molding, things like that. It, it all changed and it, it's unfortunate, but at what point do they become selling, you know, they're selling guns based off of their name versus selling guns based off of their product, right? Yeah. And there's think, a lot of that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not dogging on Browning. I'm sure I'll catch hail for it from people. but And that's okay. I don't like them. I, I think, you know, at least the one that I had was terrible. But, you know, you say the same thing about cars. You know, oh, I, I, you don't like Fords. Why? Because they're whatever. You don't like Chevys because whatever. But well, there's also things that stick with you to remember. Yeah. You know, if you had a bad experience, remember it. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you look at look at Hondas nowadays. Or oh, Hondas. Yeah. And I remember guys buying them at work years ago, and the paint was peeling off the thing like a year into it. Yep. And I was like, I would never buy a Hyundai. Now everybody buys, and they talk about how great they are. But I still have in the back of my mind this phobia that this oh, yeah. thing is garbage. And it's I'm probably wrong, but I'll never buy one because I just have that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get it. That opinion to it, and that's 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 the world of of guns and everything. I mean, for me, gun wise, yeah. selling guns for uh, yeah. I don't know ten or twelve years, it really takes something interesting for me to really get excited about the new stuff. I mean, they really don't make too many new things to me that are that original. They kind right. of follow the same course, and everybody goes around. Guys come in, they'll, they'll get some. Oh, this is cool, whatever <laughs> you know. But things with like history or age or sure, yeah, stuff like that gets really neat. Or or things that were you had a Johnson in the shop, dude. Yeah, that old Johnson rifle that that was um, super cool. It's a year in the Johnson rifle, though. Well, but whatever. Yeah, the, it went to competition with the um, M1 Grand. Yeah, yep. and uh, the nineteen. Come on. 41, 1941 was a Johnson. <laughs> a little help I was from hoping that Added to the rescue. Yeah, the Johnson Rifles were the 1941, and that was um, <laughs> supposedly going to be the whole, like, it was competing with the Grand for a little while. And uh, it didn't, the Marine Corps right. purchased it, but I don't even think they even got many of them. Yeah. And it wound up, I think, I know that they used it in the Bay of Pigs. Yeah. Um, I mean, got used, they got captured there, um, so those were gone. But yeah, you don't see many of them anymore. No, 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 no. I don't remember the numbers, and we had one that was in phenomenal shape. I mean, oh, it, yeah. and it was unbelievable shape. And I thought it had been refinished, but I wasn't even sure because the roll marks and everything were so clean. And we right. ended up selling that to a collector you know, somewhere else. He, he paid to have it shipped out. But yeah, that's a perfect example of something really rare that is going Like, yeah. you know, we get a bunch of like Lugers and stuff that people don't get. Um, right. Yeah, you talk about pythons. Yeah, we probably go through, I don't know. You got a bolt action that's sitting over there, not for sale yet. But uh, oh, that old German gun, eight yeah. millimeter. Oh, yeah, my so goodness, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, it's an old Mauser that was made by a guy in Germany, a German gunsmith, who had made 
drillings and safari rifles after the war and before the war. And he did that eight millimeter all pretty and beautiful. Like and most <laughs> gorgeous. Most likely it was done for a U.S. officer that was that was stationed out there after the war. Right. Um, yeah, he's got the family crest and everything on it. I mean, everything is done on it. It is so out. pretty. I mean, and you look at how old it is. It's amazing that the it is, it is in perfect to shape too. It's got that. I mean, just uh, that gorgeous. wood and everything too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. burl wood. I mean, it's you a, don't see that. Anywhere and Parker shotguns come in here. Yeah. We literally never know what's going to come in. It's I so can't cool. believe the amount of pythons. Um, somebody was saying the other day, like uh, Browning High Powers, the old Browning, High, like, oh, yeah. like, do we have a tree they're growing off of? Because we, <laughs> for a while there, we were getting them like every week. Like we'd put them up, and they just kept getting like better. Oh yeah, and better and That's better, cool. like in better shape. People were like. Is this the same guy? I'm like, no, we had like 12 of them. <laughs> so they were just like coming in all the time. And that was something that, again, that a lot of places weren't getting a lot. Right. Um, you know, like, like I said, pythons all the time. Second generation Colt uh, box revolver sets. Yeah. Pfft, I don't know, 30 of them. I mean, just like. No kidding. You know, That's so cool. Crazy stuff. World War II stuff that just goes. But, you know, it's really funny, though, because sometimes we'll go and get a collection. And we'll get it like over the weekend or right. because we like to go to people's house and pick them up. So we'll fill out all the paperwork and show them and appraise them. That way, if they don't want to do it, they don't have to bring it back and forth. We right. just do it at the yeah, house. Yeah, it makes it easy. So um, a lot of times we'll just take like a rough picture. Right. Hey, here's a bunch of stuff. Uh, it'll be available on Monday. Um, you know, we'll have pricing and everything there if you want to come and see it. And well, sometimes we do it on Saturday. We'll come in and there's a line of people waiting just at the door to see it. And I'm like, well, are you serious? Like, this, this oh, yeah. Just I would be get, that way though. Get I mean, you get stuff. some cool stuff. I, I mean, I, I, I look at the Johnson, right? I mean, that was cool just to be able to say, look, I, I saw that gun. I know what that looks like. I held it. That's a really cool piece of history, right there. Well, I came know? in so, with a BAR too. I know. I and, got to see uh, the BAR too. It's super awesome. I came in with all kinds of neat. It's just like you never know. And then when you think like, I think you go to some places and the guys give you stuff. And you're like, what else can they really have? Right. And they're like, oh, I found some more, I have some more guns. I have this and the other. It's just phenomenal the the stuff we get and sometimes like i said it doesn't have much but sometimes i'm just like i want to keep things so bad like, oh, I just want to keep it. yeah you don't make money keep oh, it up. i just want to keep it you know what i mean but you can't like if yeah. you kept every single good deal you never make any money and that's that's uh, not what you're here for so. that's the killer but like i said the, the newer stuff to me yeah some of it's interesting here and there but most of it's not i think you the, know? i think that uh that ar that you've got sitting over there on the on the the that you're, that's yours? Oh, the tripod? The, yeah, the sitting on the tripod. The yeah. big old SIG. Um, was that the SIG? I think that's cool. That's, and that's new stuff. Yeah, so that's newer. So that's a um, a SIG 7.16 designated marksman rifle. Um, it's cool. So I actually – That's what, 308, right? That's 308. Yeah. Um, I That gun didn't cost me a dime. I won that gun in a competition from SIG. <laughs> yeah, I won – so one year I was, I was doing competition and I won – Oh, we'll tell you. Got to tell people. So I didn't. You got to tell them what kind of competition. Oh, that one. That was yeah. a sales competition. Oh no, no. I'm talking about you. Okay. So no, you no, 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 We'll tell you about your other. No, 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 no. This was this was a sales competition. Um, there's just all kinds of guns you win and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but you're lucky like that. Well, I was used to sell a lot of stuff, and we sell a lot of guns. Yeah, you do. I mean, right now it's kind of it's, it's like I said, this last few years have been weird, but. You know, we used to sell, I mean, a ridiculous amount of guns in general. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you a question. Then. Yeah. Never asked you this. Yeah. Favorite rifle, favorite shotgun, favorite pistol. All time. It don't have to be for anything specific. What kind it's, of rifle are we talking about? I knew about? you were going to ask that, that. That's kind of, kind of. Okay, I'll give you that much. So, that kind of so let's look at like a rifle. Like a bolt action rifle? Yeah. Like, well, you don't do a lot. I mean. I, I don't do a lot of hunting bolt action. Right, right, right. So you do a lot marksmanship bolt actions, but you don't do hunting. So I'd say not an AR platform. Pick anything else other than AR platform. What's your favorite? Uh, Probably if I was going to go buy something tomorrow that was a bolt action rifle, money doesn't count. Yeah, no. Um, To go shoot? Yeah, probably like a McMillan. Ooh. Yeah, like a three hundred eight McMillan or something Ooh. like that. One of their one of their big setup ones. Um, their guns are nice because they weigh a million pounds, yeah. um, and they're super accurate. They're super well done. I mean, they're they're, they're rock solid. Yeah. They're, they're they're made to be like military yeah. marksmanship rifles or police marksmanship rifles. They're really 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 nice. Um, shotgun like a tactical shotgun, not hunting shotgun ones. Okay, I'll um, let you go there. we'll go we we'll go hunting shotgun. It's, well, still probably the same. Um, a Benelli M four. 
Okay. Um, he's usually there. There's that, um, that one Beretta. What's the Beretta 1300? No, Beretta A400. A400 is my duck gun, period. No, what's, the, what's the combat one? 1301. Yeah. 1301. 1301. So between the Benelli M4 or the 1301 would probably be combat wise. Um, if I was going to do a duck gun, I, it would probably just be another semi out of Benelli. Either Super either. Black Eagle or something? You'd go with uh, that. I don't see Black Eagle as like a workhorse. It's not like a finesse gun. Oh, it can be, though. Do you know what I mean? It's so heavy. And big. They are. Um, I don't know. I like the Super Black Eagles. I just but, don't like Benelli but as far as, from that perspective. But as far as combat gun, the Benelli yeah. M4 by hands down, that's yeah. what I would take. All those auto-loading shotguns, those magazine fed shotguns, no, yeah. they're all trash. That is... <laughs> in comparison, don't get me wrong. They work and they're fine, and they'll do what they're supposed to do. But in me, hands down, all day long, the Benelli M4 is the. I think it's the best amount of shotgun right. out there. That's cool. Um, I will disagree. I will politely disagree with you and say, from a duck perspective, and, and no, no, I, no, 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 and, no. And, and that's how I'm, ta- I'm talking about. Well, literally, like just you yeah. know, keep shooting. No, I get it. Fast cycle yeah, rate shoots yeah. everything. Works well. Yeah. Uh, combat gun wise, that would probably be it. And then handgun wise, I don't know. We get really weird. Um, I shot 1911s in competition a lot, right. and I really, really like those in general. I yeah. shot a SIG um, 1911 for years. Um, so I have that part of it. But as far as like if I really had to depend my life on it, mm. it'd probably be like a 1911 platform just to own. Um, I need to get any of the nicer ones. And then – but as far as like if I had to go out there and like really bank my life <sighs> – Two two six. Ooh, really? Yeah. Two, two, Surprised? Six. No, two two six all day. Really? Yep. yep. I wouldn't have expected that. P two two six. That's like the the best pistol ever made. Overall, for what for for all the needs you could ever have, yeah, it's a double single action. It holds it holds enough rounds of nine. The gun weighs a good amount. The trigger's good. Everything's good. It's solid. It lasts a long time. So you wouldn't have to touch it. I mean, you 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 could buy that off the shelf and just say, "Yep, I'm I'm happy with this gun." Well, they make so many variants of it, but if I yeah, yeah so like a full size one. If I had a choice of which one, they made yeah. a, they made a tactical version. Uh, I'm not talking about subcompact. I'm talking about full. No, size. No, no, no. They had they had a, they had one that had a threaded barrel. Oh, okay. And it had um, like high vis sights, and it had um, these extended mags and a longer grip and a short reset trigger. Um, that would be yeah. Those those, but the two two six, it's got that short reset trigger too. Mm. But that would be. That would be probably right around there. And if it wasn't going to be the SIG, probably maybe like an H and K. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like a USP or something yeah. like that, or Mark Twenty Three. Yeah. And then if it wasn't, I like the Mark Twenty Threes. After that, then we kind of get into like that Glock boat, like no, no don't like say a Glock Seventeen. You, I like or you. Glock Nineteen. Nope. Or I like Three Twenty. Or a. Uh, <laughs> you were my friend up until you started this. A VP Nine or. Uh, whatever Walther's version, they're all basically the same striker fire gun, and the reason that they're just all really reliable. And these these are not like collecting things. I'm talking no, about like I get that. I'm just my life yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. Now, if we want to talk about like my favorite gun, just because yeah, it's cool, uh, I like the auto mags. <laughs> of course, the old auto mags. Those were those <laughs> yeah, were super yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, the Coonan, Dan Coonan, they made the 1911 yeah. to 357 mag. Right. Um, that's super cool. I like the weird niche guns that yeah, yeah. didn't really make it. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the three, the three fifty seven round anyway. And, um, I don't know. I, it's weird because, you know, I'm, I've shot nine and 40 and 45 and all of that. But for whatever reason, three, five, seven round is just, to me, I, I love it. It's well, I tell people in the semi-auto with the Cunin that it's a three fifty seven, and they think, Oh, like a, a three fifty seven SIG, the right. short, I'm like, no, the three fifty seven revolver round. Yeah. It fires out of a semi-auto gun. That's why I like the Desert Eagles too. I have, yeah. like, I have like six or seven of them, but they're really neat because they, they, the way they operate, it's like a, it's like a rifle. It's a rotating ball. They work really well. They're, they're really, they're really cool until they break. I don't know if they're really, you know, feasible to be carrying. Like, anytime we'd actually use it, but right. as far as design of the gun, sure, oh, it's, it's super, super cool. I've had those for years, yeah. and then I do like uh, the big Magnum revolvers, like the five hundreds and the four sixties and stuff. <laughs> the four fifty four Casul that you got, got in there. We've got all those at home, and, and they're really, really fun to yeah. shoot. Feels like somebody hits you in the head with a sledgehammer and shoot that five hundred though. But so I got a question, and and actually one of your. One of your folks was in here today, and we were kind of talking about this. Um, he's a really cool guy. I like him. Um, he was – we are talking about single-action revolvers. Mm-hmm. What's your take on them? Like, so we talk about single-action revolvers. I'm talking single-action, like cowboy. So we're talking about actual yeah. single, not double single not shooting double single, single, but yeah. just straight-up single-action Straight-up single-action. Single um, so I think that anything neat is – 
there, there's so many things to me that are interesting. Sure. Um, single action revolvers are really neat. There's a lot of neat niche to them. Anything with history mm-hmm. is, of course, really cool. Um, things that are reproduced that have history are really neat. Yep. Um, the guys that shoot that cowboy competition shooting are insane. So cool. Um, you know, the stuff that they do, and they do it so fast. Yep. Um, I've had some single action revolvers. The downside to the single action revolver is that we tend to have that old style of a gun in general. Yeah. So they never really modernized anything. So you still have a small grip, usually with an open tang in the back. Um, it's usually not the most comfortable gun to shoot. It's not the easiest gun to shoot. And then on top of that, for me, revolvers are hard in general. Um, I don't shoot that much. I could I could defend myself with a revolver. Don't get me wrong. Did you have paws? But you I, don't have hands. You have I, paws. I, so. I probably – I'm not going to be like a marksman shooter with a revolver. Do you know what I mean? It. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, so for me, they kind of don't have too much of a place other than being neat. Oh, yeah. And, and, and niche. I think they're awesome. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I get it. But um, I think they're so much fun. You know, if we lived up north, like way far up north somewhere where there were like polar bears and polar bears <laughs> and stuff, you know, it would be a whole other story. I'd probably carry one around. But right. other than that, I, I can't. I can't find too much of a reason. And then to be completely honest with you, I talk about liking the big boar stuff. But yet again, around here, there's no reason to carry anything bigger than like 357. <laughs> you're, not, I mean, you're not shooting. Yeah, no. You know, you're not shooting a lot of crazy stuff. So that they have their niche, they're neat. Right. Um, but they're just not, I don't know, they don't do a whole lot. I agree. For me, and, and I'm not good with them either. Right. Maybe a whole other story if I picked them up and I was fan yeah. firing them and stuff like that. Absolutely. But. Even still, you're not buying a gun out of a case right. and fan-firing that thing. Right, right, right. I mean, that takes a yeah. lot of work to those. They take a lot of breaking in. To be able to get them to do that. And most of those guns are like super, super, super modified to get them to do it. Oh, and, yeah. I mean. But well, and they also shoot cowboy load, you know, like in a – so, and that's a whole different aspect there. I mean, so lighter load. What's really funny is it's lighter load, but a big part of it is um, showmanship. Yeah. So, like, if you ever watch a cowboy competition, there's smoke everywhere. Oh, yeah. The rounds are designed that way. Yeah. It's not that they actually make more. So, no, they want them to look smoky and old because they even have some now because 1911 so old and some of the other semi-autos, they have um, cowboy shooting with the older semi-autos. Yeah. So you can find 45 ACP cowboy loads, right? which are really smoky, which are really funny to shoot too. <laughs> and then when they shoot those, um, like you'll see them on the horses or they're shooting like balloons and stuff. I think some of the balloons they don't have any round in there. Right. It's just the percussion that's really soon get so close. And then a lot of those other ones it's uh wax bullets. Really? Yeah, when they're really close to stuff yeah, so yeah. that they don't get blown back from yeah. it. And that's um yet again, it's way less recoil, sure. way less everything. So it, I don't know enough about the sport to say hundred percent of what each guy's doing when they yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. So that also could explain some of it. When it's really close, they don't want them, you know, getting uh, blowback. So right. that's kind of why sometimes you see that kind and of stuff. It, I don't know why it, it, well, I do know why it, it's been an interest of mine. I, I've watched it. You know, I think it's so cool. And, you know, you grow up watching the rifleman when, you know, you know, and all that stuff. I grew up with that, that, that era of gun smoke and all of that. And well, I tell people the downside to the, the cowboy world is it's, 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 it's on a, it's on a decline. Oh yeah. Why so, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, there's two things that you can put into this group. And I always tell people that there's things that are collectible, and they're collectible as far as the market is in tune with it. So, for example, what was really collectible years ago? Toy trains. Toy trains were so much money. Lionel trains, things like that. People collected them. Things had them. People had them as kids. They remembered them. As time goes on, what do we do? We got away from trains. We still use trains for cargo, but when's the last time you heard somebody hopping on a train and going on a trip? Not that much. (laughs) You're wrong. It happens. I mean, the Amtrak, but it's not as much as this. It's airplanes now. It's, you know, people drive. They don't really take the train much. It was all about trains before. Well, it's a three, you know, a five hour trip or a five day trip. Yeah. Train, 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 train. Yeah. So over the years, people got less associated with trains. Therefore, they didn't have much association with them. Therefore, why would they want something they, they didn't even understand? Your modern day kid. He's been playing Call of Duty and watching these movies and watching these, you know, I don't know, Fast and Furious. When was that? So you saw them carrying around a cowboy revolver. Right, yeah. They don't. So the older guys who remember cowboy movies really, really liked that stuff. Remember, like, John Wayne. If you look back in, at, like, the 80s, a lot of, like, the collectible guns you could buy that were, like, from Winchester and stuff like that, they'd have, like, you know, John Wayne edition this and that. They don't do oh, that yeah. stuff anymore because well, most of the guys that were in that market, they're really not buying them. And you're trying to get to that new market. Well, for back then, let's say every 10 movies, half of them were cowboy movies. Right. How many movies would we go through between now when a Western comes out? What? Yeah. Every 100 movies, there's a Western in the group, whereas before, you know, half right. of them were Westerns. So as it was more relevant, those guns were way more relevant. Right. They'll always 
always be relevant oh, to yeah, an yeah, extent. Yeah, Don't get yeah. me wrong. That, that, that history is never going to leave. Yeah. But if it's not in the mainstream – now, for some reason – Next week, country music became a bigger deal. Western uh, movies became a bigger deal, and everything got to the – that was what the top of the charts was. Oh, yeah, we'd be right back. I'd have a whole store full of them <laughs> because that's what people would want. But it's all about what people follow through with. I get so that. that's kind of why you see the um, the difference right now sure. with the market. You I know? get you. And there's, there's like a companies that – that's what they need. They just import like Western Western guns. And I was looking at them like, eventually you're going to have to change yeah, or you're going to die or you're going to be the only one. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how that works. Yeah. So, And there's something to be said too about being the only person in the game because yeah, if they got to go to you. Last person standing right there. You yeah, know? they got to go to you. Yeah. So um, before we get too off subject with yeah. that, I did just get this interesting information we get while we sit here at the counter. Oh, wow. All right. So Breaking me, news here. Break, well, it's not breaking news. We just need to mention this because uh, – because we were told to. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let me pull up the exact information. I'm going to say something wrong. So, Friends of the NRA is okay. an NRA organization. Um, and I always explain this to people because- Friends of the NRA? Friends of the NRA. So, okay. there's the NRA, yeah. National Rifle Association. And then there's Friends of the NRA. Gotcha. And that's what is it is like your local chapters. And they do- um, Different events and things of that nature sure. to raise money. Gotcha. Now, they're not raising money per se for the NRA. Right. They're raising money for your local programs, your sure. scholastic shooting teams, um, your things like that to get kids involved, to do things and, and all that. So it's more local. So it goes by your county. Gotcha. So a lot of people like – they're like, oh, I don't really care. I has so much money. Da, 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 da. I'm not saying that's how I feel, but I hear that a lot. And oh, I tell yeah. people the Friends area is a little different. It's still an area organization, but you that is more charted yeah. towards it's your what local you see things. Effective. And, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Your it's, area. it's your area. I got you. So uh, Loudon's coming up. They're 2022. It is on September 9th, um, and it is at the – Marriott at Dallas. I didn't think they were going to do it at the Marriott because last year they did it at another spot. I thought they were going to do the same one. Whatever. But they do it at the Marriott. <laughs> um, if you don't know, you just go right up the access road and you take like the last – right before the terminal is a turn and Marriott's there at the corner. Um, but they're going to do it at the Marriott. Done it there before. Um, you can go as a person, individual. You can buy a table. There's different levels. Some tables come with guns um, if you buy them. Some come with different things. But it's a really fun time. It's a banquet. Um, there's like, what's the dress code? Um, so you know, I don't think anything's enforced. Okay, but they want just you from like, just from 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 my experience in the past. Gotcha. I would say business casual gotcha. would be kind of where it's at. Um, you know, I I, I don't think, but I'm they're not going to turn you away. You know, from I don't the even door. know if it even says what it is on here at all. Um, you know, I always just wore something half decent, you know, nothing crazy. Sure, but. Um, so we think what they do. So they do well, – well, here, I'll say what their ad says. Save the date, Friday, September 9th, Loudoun County Friends of the NRA. Join us for Freedom Celebration. It's our 30th anniversary. Food, fellowship, and firearms. Reserve your seat now. Save the date, September 9th, 2022 at 6 p.m. at Dulles Marriott, blah, 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 ABH Parkway. Um, seats are at www.friendsofthenra.org. Your base seats start at $75. That gets you in, a seat table, food, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, we usually buy like a table, take gotcha. some people. But what's fun is they have a bunch of different events. So you'll go and they have like all these like buckets lined up against the wall. And each bucket will have like a bucket and then it'll have like something next to it. So that's a gun, a knife. A sock, I don't know, whatever it is. But they'll have all these sock. little these little items, and they usually have some kind of theme or something. Right, yeah. There's something you're gonna like. Like even if you go and it's it's always something that's gonna be interesting. Sure. And what it is is there's different ones, and you buy these ticket books, and it's yeah, it's it's a raffle, and you take your tickets off and you rip them off and you throw them in these buckets, and then they draw buckets. Then they do this thing like they have like a uh, like a decoy, and they stick a bunch of knives in it. And you pay like, I don't know, a couple bucks or whatever, five bucks for a knife. And they pull the knife out, then you get the ticket, and then they do that raffle. That's keep, cool. You get to keep the knife too. Oh, that's slick. Then they do ones that's like like a board, and you fill your name on the board, and then they do a number, and you win off the board, and then it, you'll get like a shot glass with that, and, you know, things like that. But, um, and then at the end, they do like a uh, an auction. Gotcha. Or they'll do like a silent auction or whatever. But it's a really fun time. Um, it's a good time. You're going to basically know somebody there because it tends to be that way if it's the group you're in. Sure. Um, and it's good because it's for the local right. area. Well, you'll be there. Uh, 
will I be there? Yes. I'll be. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot. Anna's, so on, Anna's yeah. on the board. Oh. So, <laughs> whenever I, I, apparently, I'll be there, too. When she looked at me, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we will be there. Yeah. There's no getting out of that one. But we've been doing that for, we've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Long time. How many times? How many years have we been doing that now? Yeah, she can't remember. Yeah, long time. You, oh, you stumped the producer. Yeah, been, <laughs> well, she wasn't until so we first started. Yeah, well, so that's another thing too. So if you win a gun, uh, we do all the FFL stuff for it too. Oh, that's cool. So they just come here and pick it up. Um, that's another thing that we do as a charity thing. So it, it helps out. We don't charge anybody for it, so it works. Oh, out that's well. awesome, man. Um, but no, it's 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 a fun event. So the first time I ever went, and I'll just be honest with you, I was like, oh, oh man, we're, we're gonna sit here. This will be boring. And then you get there, and this is actually fun. And you go that's out cool. there and do some stuff, and and you know everybody's talking and chatting, and then you're just hoping you win something. And last year we didn't win anything, right? But we went like two years ago, and I think we won like five guns. Oh wow! Yeah, like we just like lucked That's out. Cool. We just won like so much stuff, and then some years you don't win anything. Right? It's just, um, it just really, really depends. So, but it's it's a really fun time. So I always suggest anybody to do that. Um, and then there's some other banquets that come up in the year for other things like uh, some of the Scholastic shooting teams will have it, uh, Ducks Unlimited and stuff like that. So we'll make sure to keep everybody involved in what's going on. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Anna's on most of those boards too. Um, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll try to keep everybody involved on what's going on in your area. Because I tell you what, some of that stuff like it's it's hard to advertise, you yeah. Know, just in general and in, in the way the world is. So next thing you know, you hear about it and it's it's already come and gone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'd need to do that next year. Oh, and you I forget somebody about it next told year. Me, you know, you know, somebody should have said something, or why didn't we get that out, or something like that. So, so I try to try to get that out as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and for people to understand too, and it's all ages there. There's kids there and everything, so it's not it's not like an adult thing per se. That's cool. You know what I mean? There's drinking, right? And I think that's probably about the worst thing going on. Is there's there's some people you know drinking, but that's about it. It's it's like any other banquet you would go to as far as uh you know like a family environment. Everybody can that's go, cool. Stuff like that. That's awesome, so man. make sure that we talked about that. Yep. Um, so a um, couple things. One more public service announcement for those of you who bought your Tennessee Wildlife Resource Raffle. Um, that will – they are pulling their – they're doing the raffle pull tonight. So starts at 8 o'clock. You can watch it live stream. Um, and if you're – if you didn't um, – you should have because they give away just ridiculous, ridiculous freaking prizes. I mean, like it's ten dollars for a ticket. Something they gave like that. away a helicopter this year, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know if they gave away. No, so they gave away like an elk hunt. They gave fifty thousand dollars towards a Ford truck. They gave away um, that gets you like two tires. Yeah, well, a no, tracker boat. Yeah, no joke. Um, uh, tracker boat. Uh, Bass Pro Four Wheeler. They've given long. Oh, look at there. She uh, here's. They already did it. Is that what you said? Oh well. They already no. Did they? <laughs> Ten hours ago. Oh well, that sucks. Is they said it's supposed to be Saturday at eight o'clock or Friday at, at eight o'clock? Oh well, to eight o'clock Tennessee time. That was two days ago. Uh, I guess so. I'm, I guess I'm out of luck. So okay. obviously, I did not win. Well. So. Thank you for spoiling that one for me, Anna. <laughs> so no. if you got your Tennessee ticket, you probably didn't win. Yeah, and or you probably need to figure out what you if, that you did win you and did win. go do something. Yeah, about do it. Some, <laughs> so, well, um, that sucks. Well, speaking of speaking of raffles, um, still we're at like ninety people last time I checked yeah. on YouTube. Uh, Ten more people, and we're gonna do the poll for the Saint Croix victory victory rod. Right, it's like a two hundred fifty dollar rod. Yep. Had some guys, uh, had some folks in the shop today that were looking at it, and they're like, oh, "I'm pulling can... teeth to give stuff away." Yeah, you would think by now, like a hundred people wouldn't be that hard to get, like yeah. for for a free it's a one it's in not 100 like I'm, chance. It's not like it's I'm, it's not like I'm giving away frogs, right? <laughs> Still giving away frogs. So um, I don't even care if you aren't going to send me frog pictures. So be it. Um, well, so we got one, um, uh, Colts Golds, uh, the kid that does the the stuff. So he's supposed to be sending this one. So I haven't got it yet. But when I uh, get a frog picture, I'll be happy. I got a picture of a flounder. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, there wasn't a frog. It wasn't a frog. It wasn't a frog. Just a flounder. But yeah, it's just a just a flounder. Yeah. I mean, it's free stuff. You don't even have to do anything. You can send out a free flounder. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Next week. I'm going to give something out again. I'm going to give something new. Once the rod's done, I'm yeah. going to give away the rarest thing. Oh, boy. That I have. Okay. Not really the rarest thing I have, but you've, I, I <laughs> promise you that 99%, if not everyone on this, that watches has never seen this before okay. or to the scale. 
And I will I will give one of those away to the first person that sends me a flounder <laughs> picture because it is right up that alley. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're trying to give give stuff away here. Um, I don't know. People don't want to. They don't want to. I, I see people put up a, a a giveaway for like a cheap, you know, I don't know, cheap rod, and they got like thousands of people. Oh, yeah, I need a rod. Google does that. I'm like, dude, that rod's expensive as could be, and they just yeah. no, they just don't care. I don't know. I don't, so be. I don't get it. We got all kinds of free stuff. I yeah. mean. You know, um, and we're going to keep giving away stuff because I got a whole room worth of stuff. So we'll just give stuff away. <laughs> the more people follow, I just go pull random stuff off the shelf. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole the whole idea. I like that. Um, you know, speaking of, yep. I want to touch base with this real quick. Um, so I think that people, if anybody looked at our website this weekend or YouTube or whatever, we did some very – extreme things we went to very dangerous locations <laughs> i saw this <laughs> and risks our lives oh boy for footage of fishing yeah um for the show and uh there were some times it was it was uh you got a thumbs down on that too. it was a did I really get a thumbs you got down a thumbs down on that you got like 14 thumbs down <laughs> <laughs> are you serious <laughs> it was great well how many likes did i get a lot did i get more dislikes than likes no. no you had more you had more likes than thumbs down but with that being said mike the last two bow fishing videos also had a ton of thumbs down of course people don't like that yeah i was gonna i was getting to that they don't i got like thumbs that. down for fishing for bluegill oh yeah yeah <laughs> It's a it's a it's a dog eat dog world. I liked it. I thought it was hysterical. <sighs> well, you got to tell me what you were doing. Well, I'm serious and I hate it. I don't know how I feel about it now. Oh, Damn, I, that's ridiculous. I think it was awesome. Um, so, so the other day, um, I was driving around and I wanted to find some new places to go fishing. Right. And what I'll do sometimes is I'll look at an area that looks kind of like, like not. A rural, or look like something really like in the middle of nowhere, or I look right. at something that's like in the middle of stuff. And right. then a lot of times there's ponds and drainage ponds. Sure. So I went to, I found this big industrial park, big industrial park. And I just got a satellite view and sat in a parking lot of one of the lots. And it was like, there's a pond. Oh, there's a pond. Oh, there's a pond. Right. And I went back the next day and marked them on my phone. Sure. And went back the next day and fished them. Now there's no, no parking signs. I mean, right. no, no, no fishing signs. Okay, even but better. But there's all these, like, don't go here, don't go there. So you're kind of on the edge. So I wanted to go out there and fish these spots. So I waited till the evening when everybody's gone, ideally. Right. Yeah. Because I used to Dusher Park, certain people going, but not a bunch of people working. And I uh, went out there and fished. And I was telling Anna, I was t- <laughs> I was tying swivels because I, I lost a couple of lures. And I was tying swivels and I was talking about how dangerous <laughs> – I heard this, this fishing was. I was like, most dangerous fishing ever out here. There's ducks. <laughs> You're and fishing at an industrial geese. park, and literally, it's just it's like it's like a grass field with a pond on the middle of it. It's like the least dangerous thing we ever do. And that was the whole joke of the video we made. It. I guess everybody hated it. I don't know. No, but, there's a lot of likes to it. I would just give you a grief. What's funny is that you know, in my experience in the past. I've caught some crazy fish in places like right. that. Um, this place, it was just a lot of like small bluegill. I think even just saw where it was just so small they wouldn't even they couldn't even bite the lure. Like, right. Which is I like oh, yeah, a yeah. couple of them. Um <clears throat> but the water quality was like phenomenal for, That's cool. For like a drainage pond. Whoever set up the way this industrial park was, yeah. They set up these ponds to be, you know, made, but then they put natural rock filters in it. Right. So the water came out and got filtered through. So like the quality was just great. And they had overflows going to each other. Right. So they were really nice. The only one one was full of ducks. And of course ducks are dirty. Oh yeah. So they murky up the water really, really sure. bad. But other than that, it was it was really, really fun to actually go out there and fish. That's cool. Um and then they stopped. Yeah. Like once it got to a certain point of night, like right right, right at late dusk. Right. They just all just stopped done. waiting. And yeah. I was like, okay, it was done. But um that's key. I tell people all the time. Like if you're wherever you're at, there's ponds, there's places to fish. Yeah, you just don't notice them. You drive right, right by oh, yeah. and never even see Absolutely. them because they're the lowest point. And yep. especially somewhere here where we're well above sea level, you know, you can drive over ten feet below you over there is a pond. Yep. And most places, you know, if there's not a no trespassing sign or no 
no fishing sign. I'll go. What's worse to do? Tell me to leave. Okay, yeah. let's leave. Whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, don't make a big deal. Then they get out of there, and then just go back later. But <laughs> <laughs> only if it's good fishing, though. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not suggesting jumping fences or doing yeah, stuff no. like that. No, 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 but, no, no, not at all. But as far as just like a, like an industrial yeah. park there, and people saw me, but nobody cared. Nobody right. said anything. Um, and it was fun. Something new because you've you've got that mind. So yeah. I'm gonna throw it in there and I might catch a five pound bass. Oh yeah, or most likely a bunch of small little blue. Right eagles. there you but, go. You know, you never really know what's gonna happen. And I tell people it's it's worth it to to spend the time doing that. Oh yeah. And all you gotta do is is pull it up. And once you start looking, you're gonna see either like a green circle, a square, triangle, or a red one, or I mean, or like a blue one. And you're like, oh, that's body water. That's body right. water. They can't care. You can't tell the depth, so you kind of got to go over there and see. Right. But then the also downside sometimes. If it's raining a lot, it's a real big misconception because yeah. it looks so much bigger than it is. Sure. So if you go and it hasn't rained much, you find a spot, you probably fish there all the time. Oh, yeah. I like so that. That's what I tell people go there. Try them out. Find stuff. So I'm going to tell you one of the coolest things that happened to me today. So uh, was, was it about Dodge? No. They're getting rid of all the muscle cars? No. Electric Challenger. Yeah, whatever. Uh, just, just. Um, where's the fun in that? But no, so. I know, really. I was, um, so I was working from home today, right? And, uh. I was trying to figure out some gremlins in the podcast and figure out this laptop, all this stuff, right? And, and then regular, like, real work. So I was doing that. And, and just so people know, his, he does whale phlebotomy. <laughs> he does a lot of uh, wood, uh, blood work for aquatic mammals yeah, is what, uh, I do. what uh, his background is in. I do. Um, so while I was uh, spinning the blood from the whales, I, uh, I my wife comes over and she says, hey uh, – uh, we have cameras on our front door, right? She goes, uh, you might want to go downstairs. Like, uh, why do I need to go downstairs? So I figured, okay, how bad can it be? I go downstairs. And my next-door neighbor's kids, who are absolutely the most adorable kids on the planet, and I love them to death, is sitting there, and she's got her fishing poles. They're the ones that I got the fish. The, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so she's sitting there, and she, she, you know, she I go out and say, you know, Piper, what are, you, what are you doing? She goes, I want to show you. So we go out there, and it's Piper and Nora. There's the two girls, right? And both of them are sitting there with their fishing poles practicing and had the little rubberized little stoppers on there, on there that their dad had hooked up. And they're sitting there, and they're tossing it out in the driveway. And they're, and I'm like, you know what? At that moment, you kind of get drawn back from, to your childhood because I remember being in that, you know, in that spot with Snoopy reels or whatever it was, you know, and you're trying to learn how to throw that stuff out. And that's part of my day right there. I mean, two of these cutest, adorable, you know, little girls on the planet. And they're sitting there with their rods and reels trying to figure out how to cast them. Mr. Mike, watch this. I can get it to here. This is great. So, um, that was, uh, that was a pretty cool day today. So I remember doing that. I yeah. remember the little, the little plastic. Yeah. The little plastic weight. It was yellow. I don't know. Yep, this one was I yellow had, too. But it was yellow. This was, was yellow too. And it still got stuck in the grass. And oh yeah. Well, they were throwing it on the driveway, so uh, it was black by the time they were done from being on the asphalt. But, I remember doing that as an adult. Oh yeah. Um, you, when I was get doing baitcaster, when I first started messing with it, I would sit yep. in the yard and I would heave it across the yard, and I was always disappointed yep. that I didn't do that great of a job. And I was still bait, I was still messing it all. Oh up. yeah. Much better than I used to be, but still not the best at it. Yeah, you still have those days. So. But that was I, no, that's I, super cool. Yeah, I had I had such a cool time with that. So and they're like, when are we going fishing? When are we going fishing? So, got to make a date to go fishing with them, and then uh, yeah, that's always fun. But uh, that was like one of the coolest things. I don't know what happened. You know, and I went back in, and my wife's like, you know, well, what was that about? And I told her, and she's like, that made your date. And I was like, yep, sure did. There's a kid fishing. That's all that mattered, you know. So uh, uh, that was that was a that was a good part of my day today. So had a good time with it. But um, no, that's that's fun. Too. It's it's really fun sometimes people come in with, like, kids. Yep. And they're getting, like, that first little tackle box of stuff. Yeah. They're getting the stuff. Or they're telling me they're buying it for a kid. Because I remember, and I'll never forget, my grandfather on my dad's side. I had fished a little bit. Right. I didn't have, like, my own stuff. Right, I had yeah. a couple little things or whatever. But he gave me, it was a Plano tackle box that opened. And it had, like, two shelves in it that folded yep. open. And it was, like, tan and, like, orangish was the top color. And he bought it, and he put all these little tackle things in there. Oh, yeah. Like maybe two lures and some yep. other stuff like that. And he had that little de-hooking tool that no one ever uses. It's right. like a weight on both. I don't think they even make those anymore. They, they don't. They I don't think they were made about. out of lead. I know what you're and, talking about. And um, all this, like, create, like, this stuff and, like, a 
like a scaler, you know, yep. and a, a scale and, like, and a fish was, stringer. It's always yeah, great. Oh, yeah, there's a fish stringer, <laughs> you know, like I'm out there stringing up fish and walking through the stream. But um, it was the coolest thing, and I'll never forget it. And it was like I, I, I had all the fishing gear in the world, and it was so, so neat to me. And I always remember that to this day. That, yeah. that was like the, really the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. And um, so cool, man. I mean, it's, it's those type things, you know. Such a simple thing. Oh, yeah. You know, but. So it was so so neat. So I had that happen, and then uh, I was talking to John here at the store, and uh, so John was out doing his food plots, getting his food plots ready, and that was kind of one of the cool things that uh, I was thinking about. You know, it's so hot. You know, we've had hot weather, and it cooled off, and this cool weather kind of brings it around. And it's like you know, hunting season will be here before you know it, and it's gonna be awesome. I tell you what, we have seen some. Massive racks already. Yeah. I mean, I am. Out at your place? Yes. Yeah. I So we don't really. You don't hunt your place, though, do you? I lease it out. You lease it oh. or you would lease it? No, I lease it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I lease it. Um, So. That's a, something that we need to talk about. I've got a friend named Brett who uh, he, that's, he can talk more about leasing and things like that. I'd like to. That's a big thing. So. Yeah, so we we uh we have like people like multiple people want to lease it all the time. Um yeah. ours is it's because it's a really good piece of land. Right. But it's a transit point. Like the they go through there. Right. And they go right through it and they go to these other two fields adjacent and they're always moving through and we don't have any bucks that stay on the property. Right. But we have a ton of does on the property. Oh yeah. So when the season so comes, comes, they come in like crazy. Turkeys too. We have so many turkeys. And all of a sudden mm. they stopped caring and they're in the front yard every day when I get off work. I think they're eating nuts or something. Oh yeah. We got one tree that's out there. What kind of tree is that, Anna? It's an oak tree. What do oak trees drop? Acorns. Acorns, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the only acorn tree around because most of them are all like um, evergreens. Yeah. And they, there's like every night, like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20. High protein source, high fat. Just all over the place. So, um, and of course, when the honey season comes, all disappear. Oh, well, yeah. We have a bunch of those. But the bucks that have been coming around the edge, like they'll, they'll, they'll come around. Yeah. For this early, their racks are huge. I got some crazy. Now, but you don't do food plots or anything like that. You're just, I mean, it's just, no, it's just it is what it is. I mean, you got farmland around you, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, I don't know. No, not, not really. I mean, we have. So when you say farmland, I say, yeah, but no, it's all cattle. It's still farming. Yeah, oh, you do. You got orchards. Yeah, yeah, there orchards. You go. Well, I don't know. There's two orchards by white. They're fenced up. Doesn't matter. Really well. There's deer that live in there. They're never getting out. Oh, yeah. They're, High fence hunting right there. They're stuck in there forever. <laughs> yeah, that is not fair chase at that point. The one of them used to have like, a couple dogs in there. They always lived in there. Really? And that's how they would chase all the deer out. Yeah. Oh, wow. But there's a uh, – yeah, it's it's – I'm very, very impressed with how big those bucks are so far. Yeah. Because like I said, normally we get decent-sized bucks, but they they don't have racks on them. But these guys yeah. this year have been just tremendous. And a lot of twins this year, babies. Yeah, yeah. We did. A lot you know, of out twins. Of, out at our place, we've seen – we well, we have a doe there that um, she comes out every year. We see her, and every year she has twins. Every year. Um, we've had a couple of bucks. We got a, we got a buck that came right up to the front door, you know, so that was, that was a lot of fun, you know, but – um, yeah, twins, twins, I, I'm seeing a lot more of that. Now, you're you're not in Virginia. Okay, so. Very, very close. Right, but you're not in Virginia. So I'm in Virginia. And one of the things, <clears throat> at least for my county, um, there's the Earn a Buck program. Do y'all still, do y'all have that? No. Okay. So uh, the Earn a Buck program, I, so what it, I, for, I keep forgetting, you don't, you're not a. Big big deer hunter, but I mean I have. I know, yeah. You're just not a big deer hunter. It's so. not a big big venison person. Yeah. What's it called? Buy a buck. Yeah, no, it's um earn a buck. Earn a buck program. So, uh, what it is is like in 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 our county, the county that I live in, you before you can actually shoot a buck, you have to shoot two does or a doe. Depends on the each county's a little bit different. For us, it's two does for before you can shoot a buck. Um. And I didn't know if that was the same thing out where you were at or. No, ours is preseason. Oh, so you have extended season. Like youth, youth yeah, can Utah. take. 
and then they can't take a buck or whatever. And then there's bow. Right. Muzzle loader. Buck home. Uh, you can only have a buck. You can't take it with a gun at first. And, right. Yeah. It's, I know it when we're in it. I'm like, okay, this is what this is. This is right, what this right, is. Right. But it does, it does that flipping and flopping. Okay. Yeah. Instead of being, you have to take this and this before this. Yeah. It's this time you can have this. This time you can take that. Yeah. This time you can take that. If you miss that window. Yeah. Then, then you're you screwed. Do, you don't get it. And yeah. that's how that works. Well, the youth is probably the best gig for the kids. Oh, yeah. Because they get that first. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, Virginia does some weird stuff uh, when it comes to hunting regulations, uh, you know, like, especially with their ducks. All right, you can have two, two teal, you know, or, and you can shoot a, you know, if you have the permit, you can shoot a, a, a swan, you know, as long as it's below this portion of the state or this portion of Occoquan or wherever you're hunting at. I mean, it's, it's, they do some really, really weird stuff. So with stuff the swans, sometimes. I think that also has to do with, there's two types of swans. Right. Oh, sorry. The tundra swan. The, the, the tundra swan yeah, the tundra is swans. the native one. The mute swan is the invasive right, one. Right. Exactly. And that's, and be a little known, that's you tell by the arch. Yep. The tundra swan looks like a big goose. Yep. Mute swan looks like the fancy wedding swan. Right. And they are bad, they are bad for the environment. Awful, awful. Submerged aquatic vegetation. Yes. Because instead of eating it, they rip it out. They kill exactly. it. Exactly. Everything. Yep. Everything they get and their they hands on. attack people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the funny thing you know but um so yeah i, I know i kind of went off the subject though because i was wondering if y'all do the same thing and i i mean i don't i don't hunt here in virginia but you know i was talking to john about you know he well i guess where all this was going to is about food plots and being able to set that as up and you know what people are planting and you know he he was i'm you know i was kind of going along the same lines of oh well you know do you food plots or if you're leasing the property where your owner lets you do food plots and there's a whole thing behind that that we probably, you know, when we get Brett on to talk about it, he can talk about leases and, and things like that. But I tell you, man, um, we don't like out when I go to Kansas and Missouri, I don't need to hunt on a food plot in Missouri because we're, you know, we're hunting over soybeans or whatever it is, you know. Um, but in Kansas, we lease a lot of property um, and the leased property all has cows on it. And so, you can't really do food plots or mineral-based stuff or protein pellets or things like that. So I was wondering, and I was trying to get the same concept for this area because I just don't hunt in Virginia or, you know, close to Virginia. And, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners have kind of asked about that. Hey, you know, you said you'd give us more fish uh, reports and hunting reports. So trying to do the best I can for them. So. Um, yeah, it's, I know there's regulations behind that too. Um, with a lot of baiting. <laughs> Well, oh, not, yeah. Yeah, what's considered baiting? What's not? I don't yeah. want to say that anyone's baiting. <laughs> what they consider baiting, what they don't consider well, baiting. It's legal in Because once you states. get caught baiting, I mean, that, that's a big, big deal. Right. Um, but what they consider, I mean, there's – because I don't – I don't know. I, don't, I haven't looked it up in a long time, but I, I know it's really limited. Right. I found a lot of damage permit yeah. over the years, and that's a whole other Because you have that ability. That's just – that's just go, you know, deal with them as quick as you can to get them yep, out of there. That's pest control. So that so that was always different because we weren't so much concerned about what right. the regulations were. Yeah, Fairfax County does that. You know, they they're huge on that um, damage control and things like that. They they want both you know people to go sit in people's backyards and shoot. Well, there's a lot of um, a lot of farms. It's really easy for them to get the damage permits. Oh yeah, and a lot of guys don't. A lot of people don't ask because so there's two things that really affect that. People are really afraid of liability. Right. That's the first part. And then a lot of people, they just don't know that people have problems. Right. Like there's lots of farmers who would probably, if you went and said, hey, you mind if I shoot some deer? Sure, shoot them all day long. I don't care. Right. But people don't, they don't want to ask because yeah. they've been rejected too many times or so on and so forth. Um, because there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of nuisance stuff people go with. Of course. Like I've been shooting groundhogs at my neighbor. Right. Because they've been chewing up his, uh, he has his, his airplane hangar. They were, Chew it under the floor, right? And the, the concrete was falling out. I was like, "That's so." Insane. I was like, "Yeah, I'll shoot him." I wouldn't shoot him if I didn't have a reason. You know what I right. mean? No, but, no, damage control is one thing. But for that, yeah, we were so we if, were picking them off with suppressors. They didn't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Um, so. I guess where I, was, where I was going to for damage control. That's kind of a thing that I've never really been a part of. So I got a couple of questions for you there. Um, in and it's. If you get a damage control permit and you're going out there, you're shooting because you're, you know, because they're eating crops. Are you allowed to go pick that up, or do you have to call a game warden? Or? Yeah, so there's weird catches on it. I don't quote me 100. percent I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I, I kind of thought um, that was. But. This goes through what I have learned. So there's no trophy hunting. Right. 
Um, so the the goal is to eliminate those whatever it is. Yeah. If it's deer, it's deer to eliminate that. So no matter what you shoot, at the end of the game, there's no trophy keeping. Right. So you're supposed to take the antlers and cut them off. Gotcha. Um, and then depending on where you're doing it, DNR might want jawbone stuff out of it. Right. Um, for studies. Stage, studies. So that so like that, that stuff yeah. still applies. Yeah. Um, if they want it, you know, you still have to do those kind of things to keep a record. Yeah. Um, and I'm then, a big fan of that. By and way. then a lot of them, what they'll do is if you if you're hunting during season, mm-hmm. if you do hit a big buck and you get him and you want to keep him as a trophy, you can use a tag. Right. But if you're just using them for damage permit, then you just use them as damage permit and cut them off. And, and I think, I think they collect them. The yeah, others, or they, get, they, they you can't keep them. Is this the whole point? Right. They want you to get away from that trophy hunting. I get that. It makes sense. Um, and then it also depends on who you're doing it for. Right. Um, if you're doing it for like a farmer, then you probably still got a lot you got to apply to. If you're doing it for a, a municipality or something or a town, right? Um, they can kind of waive a lot of stuff for you. They sure. get you to do different things in different areas. Right. Um. And even some places that are really big, they'll have their damage permit, mm-hmm. but they'll even have like seasons on their damage permit. Now, it's not so much because – this is them making it up. It's not because of control of the right. population to better it. It's so that they can have times of windows for safety reasons. Sure. So like if you – let's say you had a big corporation, you had a bunch of land, you would do damage permit. You say, okay, at this point, the guys will be hunting. Stay out of the woods. Right. So from this is your period, this is your period. After that, they're back to you know full function, things sure. like that. Makes so sense. a lot of that comes into apply. Um, right. And then also, there's a lot of charities that you can give the deer to. We always, I always found that no matter what I shot, if either someone wanted it or they would even charity, there was always somewhere to get rid of the deer. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. So I don't think there's, and, and I don't know what the legality is, and like mm-hmm. damage permit, just leaving them lay. Yeah. To me, at the end of the day, considering there's people that will take them, yeah. why not give them? There was a program, Hunters for the, for the Hungry. Yeah, hunter, hunters for the Hungry. Something like that. We used to give stuff to that. Yep. So with all these programs that are available and things that you can do, I don't understand why. You would let it rot. Yeah, why you would let it waste rot. Waste food. Yeah, you know? I don't know. That. that was something. And that was something they brought up with the bow fishing. Mm-hmm. Was that they used to be able to cut them and, and let them loose. Just right. cut them and throw them back in the water. Yeah, no. And I was kind of, and they were saying that that was getting pushed away. And I, I didn't say it during the podcast because I didn't want to catch it. But I thought, yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I don't think you should just be cutting them and throwing them back. I mean, right. That's really becoming, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wasteful. I said to Anna, and I don't know if I said this to you, I wonder if anybody had talked to Waterman. So, if your goal is to go out there and call the herd and just get a whole bunch of those catfish out, yeah. well, then if you're out there and you're shooting a ton of catfish, what's a waterman paying for bait for his traps? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, a catfish probably cut into two pieces and put them in a crab trap. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still going to crawl crabs. Oh, yeah. So I thought, I thought hey, they should just take them and freeze them. You freeze them whole. You know, you don't need to cut them or anything. Freeze them whole and then just sell them back to, you know, pennies on the dollar to Waterman. Right. I wonder if – so those, that's where my mind goes. Like, what are these uses you can have for them? You know what I mean? Yeah, my uses are to go in my freezer and feed me because I like catfish. Well, if you were out there shooting hundreds of them a week. I'd still eat a lot of catfish. You'd eat that many catfish. <laughs> You'd be surprised, my I'd friend. call you catfish. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We were all over the place tonight. This is a good so, podcast. Most people would believe that we have discussions before we have what we're going to talk about. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we have very long discussions about what we're going to talk about, what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I was annoyed doing gunsmithing work from when I got here earlier. And I literally, Anna walked in and said, if you need to go to the bathroom, go now because your podcast is like in two minutes. Right. So I didn't get to talk to you about anything, anything. beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so we literally just walked in here and just started talking because you were messing with that stupid mic on the computer. Yeah. So I was just sitting there trying to fix this gun this guy brought in that he said he didn't take a part of the way, which he did, and um, <laughs> trying to figure that thing out. And then the only thing I know, all of a sudden she was like, hey, it's time to do podcast. I'm right. So, yeah, we were kind of – uh, But well, I think that we, we touched on some really interesting stuff. I like um, I, I like this conversation. It's probably been – and no, no audio issues that I had to deal with. You that know. we know of. Yeah. No one's heard us the whole time, probably. Yeah, absolutely, and it's okay. That would be that would just be another uh, terrible we'll, bit. Yeah, we'll have it recorded at least, and then we can put it on anchor if it doesn't go live to YouTube. So, um, but uh, again, make sure you know, like, subscribe the YouTube channel. We're giving away fishing rods. Giving away fishing rods. Giving away frogs. Giving away frogs. Giving away a thing. Yeah. Once the rod gets given away, yep. the NRA uh, friends of NRA special. banquet is oh. coming up September. Um, we'll post that in the comments because I figured Anna figured actually I, I can't say I did Anna figured out how to make sure all that happens and uh, 
so we'll do that. Dodge is ruining their country. Yeah, well, can't help you there. Electric challengers. I can't help you. Makes you mad. Ford's coming out with a lightning. It's electric. I think they made the electric Mustang. Yeah, they did. Oh my gosh. So who Volkswagen was going to re- we're getting we're totally not talking about hunting stuff right now. Yeah, no. It was sort of the truck, sort of. Okay. So the scout, remember that the uh, AM, no, um, international scout. Yeah. The oh, little yeah. Bronco looking thing. Oh yeah, it's super cool, right? cool. Yeah. So the Bronco came out. Everybody loves Bronco. Everybody loves Jeeps. Yeah. So of course Volkswagen's like, oh, well, let's be we'll make the scout again. How cool is that? The pictures look really cool. The concepts are really cool. Really going to come out with a scout, fully electric. Mm. What? Here's my problem. You take that thing through mud. What's going to happen? Have you seen all the issues they have with the electric equipment now? Like the electric dump, the electric uh, bulldozers and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh my god, there's big battery packs, and the second it gets like like some seal breaks and water gets in, right? It's a nightmare because there's all these batteries ran in series. There's wires everywhere. Oh good lord, it's just a nightmare and a half. I mean, it's not. It's it's bad enough to think about all the hydraulic lines you got everywhere, less all these electrical lines going all over oh, the place. Man, and the car will be the same way. The Rivia, Rivian, whatever that truck is that they made too, that's electric. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There was supposed to be like a. A thirty thousand dollar truck that's yeah. like a hundred and twenty grand now yeah. when they hit the street. It's just, it's so, I don't know. It's just so expensive and crazy for well, the, it's the car stuff. industry right now. I mean, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Us, and, we can't talk about this. We have to end the show. Uh, all right, so we won't talk about electric cars and politics. So. All right, sounds um, like a plan. All right, so remember Rod's, yeah, Rod giving away, we're giving away other stuff. Yep. Uh, like, subscribe, um, do all that, and then um, check us out on Instagram. We've got a good. A good group there. And, um, um, just dislike every video I make because that's what people do. I'm <laughs> no. make some more videos. So, and uh, then um, take some little ones out. Yeah, take the kids out there, do some Go stuff fishing. like that. And Go enjoy the outside. Oh, check out our website. Yeah. We'll have more on the website. Yeah, there, Davis Guns and Gear website is. Uh, buy, some, the, buy some bullets. Yeah, buy some good stuff. Can't buy a gas car, buy some bullets. All right, folks. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you having, <laughs> having you spent the time here. And uh, uh, y'all have a great one. All right, bye. been listening to the hunting quest no matter how crazy high tech or lazy the rest of the country gets we will always be hunting and fishing if that's you you've found your new family thanks to our sponsor davis guns and gear thanks for listening to the show make sure to like rate and review and we'll be back soon Reach out to us by email at info at thehuntingquest.com and check us out on Instagram and YouTube at The Hunting Quest. See you next time. <laughs>